Hi, welcome to Learn with Sarah Lindsay. I'm so glad you've decided to join me on this journey to a healthy, healed, and whole heart. In this episode, we're going to jump right back into our attachment or bonding style teaching. Now, if you have not listened to episode one, you will definitely want to stop the podcast now and go back and listen to episode one. Um, episode one covers a lot of the information that you're going to need before proceeding to episode two. So, Uh, Go back, listen to episode one. If you have not already done that, I would encourage you to do that. This is a continuation of the introduction to attachment and bonding styles. So let's go ahead and get started with attachment. Um, What attachment is? It is the strongest human drive that we are born with. It is stronger than the drive for food or anything else. And... um, We are created in the image of God, so we need to be connected uh, because the Trinity is connected. We need to be attached as well. Um, The Trinity, God, is an attached relationship of love and unity, and the Trinity invites us into the very loving relationship that they have with each other. As we read John 17, verses 21 and 22, we see this at play here. It says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you and I, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So this is a scripture talking specifically about how Uh, Jesus is attached to the Father and how he is attached to us and how he wants us to attach to him and to the Father so that when people look at us, they will see a reflection of of our heavenly Father at work in our lives. Um, Now, when we have a divided heart, that hinders this from being fulfilled in our lives. Um, If we are not able to have a healthy wholehearted attachment relationally to God, then that keeps us, the parts that don't attach, the parts that attach in fear instead of love, um, it keeps, it keeps Jesus out of those parts of our lives. And so it's, you can see the importance of this here. Now, also in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 22, the scripture says, love the Lord, your God, walk in obedience to him, and hold fast to him. So the Hebrew there, uh, the Hebrew word there for love and to hold fast, it's the same word. And that word is debek, D-A-B-E-Q, debek. And that word means to glue. So a a securely attached love is to be permanently glued together. That's what that scripture is telling us. Love the Lord your God, walk in obedience to him, and hold fast to him. That word love and hold fast is to glue. Be glued to the Lord your God, walk in obedience to him, and be glued to him. It says it twice, so it's really important. Okay, securely attached love 
is to be permanently glued together. Now, um, we know uh, the, the command in Deuteronomy, there in Deuteronomy 11, to love and to hold fast, that is for us. He is already holding us. We are already glued with permanent glue to God once we become His, once we commit ourselves in salvation to Him. So that commandment is for us, to remind us that we are to be glued to Him. So when we sin, that really sin is less about our behavior, and it's more about the hindrance to our attachment to Him. So that is something we need to keep in mind. Once we submit our lives to him, we're his. Sin is a hindrance coming between us and him, trying to, um, for instance, trying to work away at that glue that has us attached to him. So how can we respond with the same type of permanent sticky glue love that God has for us, that Jesus has for us. How can we respond with that? First, we have to understand how the brain develops the capacity for secure attachment. To answer that question, this is neurology. It's brain science. So we're going to talk a little bit about the capacity for secure attachment so that we can better understand that, so that we can actually do what we're called to do as children of God. Our hearts can't be healthy without connected relational attachment to God, self, and others. Now, brain science calls this capacity, guess what? Joy. Yep. Brain science calls the capacity to connect relationally to God, self, and others joy. The Bible also calls it joy. Isn't that crazy? Science is finally starting to line up with the word. So the Bible also calls this joy in Ezra 8, 10. Scripture says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now capacity, um, this is something that we're not born with. We are not born with the capacity for secure attachment. We are born with the overwhelming drive for attachment. So that's something that has to be developed after you're born. We're, we're born with the drive to attach, but we have no way to attach. It has to be developed after birth. Uh, the actual neurological pathways in the brain that make it possible to have, have to be grown in human relationship. It's the only way that can happen. We learn how to attach primarily in the first 18 months of life from our caregivers. So whoever is surrounding you at the time of birth um, for the first 18 months of your life, that is where you learn and you develop those attachment um, neurological pathways. That's how they are formed. You are already at birth given the desire to attach but those first 18 months, you begin to develop the tools that you will use to attach to whoever is around you. Okay, so this is known as a developmental sweet spot. It is the best time for this to happen. 
Um, this time of life is pre-verbal. Um, however, you never lose the ability to develop healthy attachment. And you know, this is also the part of your brain that while it is best for you to get it the first 18 months of life, if you don't, it's number one, never too late to get it, just what I just said. But number two, it never stops developing. It will always grow. You can always add to this area of your brain. Isn't that interesting? Now, our caregivers or our parents, they can only pass on to us the capacity or the fullness of secure attachment that they have experienced. So they cannot give you something that they don't know about, something that they don't have. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So just as your notes say there, before you go down the trail of despair, as you think about your own parents or the ways that you've parented your children, there is good news. This is not time for you to guilt yourself or beat yourself up. It's not time for you to um, open the door to bitterness or anger towards your parents or your caregivers for not giving you what you needed. What this is time for is for you to begin to understand that you may be lacking in some areas, but the good news is you can get that fulfilled now. It's not too late. It is not too late. So God, in his mercy, made our brains so that this relational capacity can be grown, healed, and changed all throughout life. It is never too late to grow securely attached relational joy. Isn't that great news? Now, if you didn't get a properly um, a proper growth in this area for attachment, I just want to mention that attachment pain is real. It's very real when you don't have the tools that you need and you experience um, mental anguish or physical pain, sometimes even emotional pain. Um, this is not something that you're imagining. It's not something that you're making up. And, you know, it causes such stress on the body that it does sometimes even play out in physical form. The pain is real. Lack of healthy, wholehearted, loving attachment wounds the heart, and that wound attracts lies your whole life until it is healed. And so that is what the enemy is looking for. The day you're born, the enemy starts watching. He knows that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. So he's watching to see what is that plan and what is that purpose? And what areas is this child not getting what they need to be a healthy, loving attachment, to have a healthy, loving attachment? And how can I hinder them from getting a healthy, loving attachment? So that's one of the things that the enemy is doing is setting out to keep you from having that healthy, loving attachment that you need. Now, um, like I said, that leaves a wound in your heart. It leaves a wound in your um, identity, and that wound will, att will attract lies just like fleas to a dirty dog. Until the wound is healed, and thank goodness we serve a God that is the great physician. He restores, he renews, he heals, he makes things better than they were in the beginning, right? He is able to do that. But until you find the healing that you need 
and hopefully this process will help you do that. Um, that wound is there and, and it's just uh, fertile ground for the lies of the enemy to, to plant into your life. Now there are four attachment styles that we'll be discussing in these teachings. Um, the first attachment style that we will take a look at is called a secure attachment. This would also be known as a love bond. This is a, a non-trauma-based attachment. This is the ideal type of attachment that you're looking for. This is what you want to have. And this is, if, if we're not operating from this, this is where we want to find the healing that we need so that we can operate from this type of attachment in the future. So a secure attachment is a deep, enduring, joy-based emotional bond between us and people who are very important to us, family and lifelong friends. The capacity for secure attachments is developed in the first 18 months of life when an infant's needs are met calmly, confidently, consistently, and in a timely fashion. And when the caregiver's delight in the infant shines through their eyes and smiles. Uh, that, you know, being known, uh, being seen, and being the sparkle in someone's eye, um, there is just nothing quite like that. And it just meets that need, that desire to attach in a perfect way. It's exactly the way God designed us. Now, what does a securely attached relationship look like? What does it feel like? You have a deep, subjective, intuitive feeling that you're seen and known for who you really are. You feel loved, connected, understood, and relationally safe. You can be vulnerable and transparent in this relationship. So the more secure that you are in your attachment to God, in your relationship with Him, your ability to step outside of your circle, your immediate circle of friends and family, and behave this way and maintain these feelings, no matter how others respond, will increase. So that that area, like I said earlier, it just continues to grow for for the duration of your life. The more you use it, the bigger the area in your brain gets, and the stronger the capacity to attach in a healthy, loving way continues to grow. It just grows stronger and stronger and never ending. And so, um, the more uh, the more you use it the stronger it gets and the, the bigger the area gets and the healthier it, it becomes. Now, you do expect that this person will tune into you and respond to you appropriately no matter what is going on in your life. If, conflict arri if conflicts arise, you are confident that they can and will be resolved. When there are problems in the relationship, and you know, in human relationships, there's going to be issues that's just part of humanity. Things are going to come up. But you know with confidence when you're in a loving, healthy, secure attachment that those issues will be resolved. They will be worked through in a healthy and productive manner. And you will be restored in the relationship and reconnected so that you can continue on in the relationship. 
Now you also, um, you feel that the relationship is stable and safe and that it will endure over time. This is a lifelong relationship. It's going to be, uh, it's, that relationship is going to be a part of your life for the rest of your life. And that is such a good feeling to know that you have people in your corner that are for you and that are going to be for you forever. Now we're going to take a look at what kind of life does a secure attachment lead to. Um, in the scriptures, Isaiah 26, 3 says, The steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. When we are securely attached to our Lord, um, he keeps us in perfect peace no matter what's going on around us um, because we can trust in him. So isn't that sweet to know? Now this is what a um, securely attached life looks like. What was what does it lead to? It's a life of joy, peace, resilience, and flexibility in character and relationship. It has strength to navigate hardships with confidence and a secure identity that stays true to our values even in distress and pain. This is his desire for us and our connection to him. Um, it's so important that we know our identity in Christ and that we operate from that identity at all times. When we step away from that and we take on fear, um, it opens the door to the enemy to do all kinds, to wreak all kinds of havoc in your life. So a secure identity that stays true to our values and even in, and, uh, even in distress and pain. That is a picture of a healthy, secure attachment. This is the goal. Um, now, um, a secure attachment will also look a little bit like this. Um, a relationship would be based on love and characterized by truth, closeness, intimacy, joy, peace, perseverance, and authentic giving. Um, a healthy bond is desire-driven. I attach to you because I want to be with you. Um, the love bond or the healthy attachment will grow stronger both when we move closer together and when we move further apart. When we move closer together, I get to know you better. And when we move further away, I'm still blessed by the memory of you. We can share both positive and negative feelings in a healthy, uh, healthy, loving attachment. Um, the bond is strengthened by this truthful sharing. Positive and negative feelings. Participants on both ends of the bond benefit. The um, healthy attachment encourages all people to act like themselves. Truth pervades the relationship. Secure attachments continually grow and mature people, equipping them to find their hearts. And securely attached people operate from the front of the brain, the joy center, and govern how do I act like myself? What do I need to do to act like myself? Okay, so that gives you an idea of what a love bond or a secure attachment will look like. 
in the life of an individual. Okay, so this is going to conclude this episode of teaching on secure and healthy attachments. Um, If you're interested in more information, feel free to contact me. I do have a listener's guide that goes along with this information that I could happily send to you. Um, If you have questions, again, feel free to reach out. I would love to visit with you about any of this information. And uh, again, I want to recommend if you didn't listen to the first episode, um, you definitely want to go back. There's so much information there. It's really important that you have the information um, detailing uh, all, you know, all about this, this teaching. So um, listen to episode one. This is episode two. So once you complete this, you can move on to episode three and we will talk about, we will start the conversation on uh, fear bonds or unhealthy attachments. Um, They are trauma-based attachments and that's what's up next. Thanks for listening.